Hello and welcome to the Fresh Thoughts Podcast. I'm John Maver and with me today are Cappy Pop. Hi John, what's going on? And Zachary Chastain. Hey John, how's it going? Joining us today from Scotty Vest are Luke Lapala, Director of Communication. Hi! And Gavin Griffin, Social Media Implementer. Hey, how are you? Let's get this thing started. All right. Zach has been instrumental in doing this deep dive series, and uh, he's really spent a lot of time looking at great brands doing great things on social media and kind of bringing it back to what's working and what isn't working. And uh, so I think last one was Casper, and before that was Saddleback Leather. And they all tend to be companies that he likes, (laughs) which is a good fit, right? So he has a Scotty vest and and likes it. And so I think that's why we're here today. Great. Yep. I know. I have got to get me one of those things. I saw it years ago and I had completely forgotten about it until Zach wrote this. And I was like, holy crap, here's that thing again. That the vest, well, the jacket. I want to like put everything I carry in that thing, especially when I travel. Well, if your jacket awesome. ends up like your, your bag, you will look like you put hey, on about 90 it pounds. It won't matter. You won't be able to see a damn thing because <laughs> everything's going to be hidden. That's the whole point. You know, I'll just have to remember like which of the 23 pockets my chapstick's in. But. You know, that's beside the point. All right. So, uh, so Scotty Vest just recently started a content marketing refresh. Uh, what problem are you guys trying to solve and what goal are you wanting to accomplish? So I started with Scotty Vest about three and a half months ago. Uh, I chased Scotty Vest for about a year, um, following them heavily on social media, so on and so forth. We they were doing a really good job, and I don't know if you've ever logged into to Scott's personal pages, but he does a really good job on social media as well. He's probably one of the most active CEOs. Uh, I would probably say in the states for sure, no one's as transparent as him. So on that, it was it was a really uh, interesting task to kind of take on. So I came in and Scott was really primarily doing a lot of the social media and he wanted to kind of alleviate some of that, some of that work for himself. So he kind of passed the torch to me and they knew that putting some manpower behind social media was really a smart move. Everybody wants to connect where their audience is. Um, We wanted to drive a large ROI where that audience was. Um, and again, to put some manpower behind the brand, to humanize the brand, I think we all feel a lot more comfortable um, when we know that there are real people uh, behind the companies that we do enjoy to kind of in, uh, engage with. So that's kind of where this social media refresh started, was to just humanize the brand. And that has really gone into kind of a whirlwind of of all kinds of new content and all kinds of new engagement strategies. And Scott is a, is a mastermind of, of how to connect with people. And we really kind of mash those all together in a, in a strategy that is is just focused on really connecting what we do as a brand, who we are as people behind the brand, to people that really use our products or are discovering our products. We've really noticed that bags are a huge pain to carry around all that stuff in a backpack or a fanny pack or a purse. It's just, it's getting old at this point and there are better ways to organize all the gadgets and all the things we pull across um, with us every single day. And that is kind of how Scotty Vest started. Um, and we're just really trying to purvey that uh, or convey that across the board. That we're real people with a real problem solver 
um, to a problem that they may not have known had an answer. I noticed like the live streaming your social team meetings, that was a cool idea. You were talking about the transparency that Scott has. Cappy noticed earlier that you actually can get Scott's contact information on the website and just reach out to him, which is also really cool. Is that is this type of transparency something that you guys are hoping to bring more of into the content over time? And uh, what do you think the benefits of that are? Yeah, 100%. I mean, where have you ever seen a CEO offer his personal cell phone? I mean, that is his real cell phone number. Uh, no, I absolutely want to. I was thinking just for the hell of it to call it just to be like, I can't believe it. But it really is his cell phone number. That's uh, that's unique. Yeah. And that's a big part of our company culture here is is honesty and transparency. Every single one of us go through some kind of test. Um at some point in this company where our transparency and honesty is put to is put to um, to the burner and you know that is just a direct overlay of who we are as people kind of how we run this company how scott runs the company and runs himself and it only made sense to cross that over into into our content i don't think anybody can really deny the fact that crowdsourcing is bigger than it ever has been um people want to say in the brands that they're dealing with. And we've just given them a chance to do that. Um, and we took that a step further um, and allowed people on the behind the scenes of, of how our clothing is made. What are we talking about in our meetings? Sure, not every meeting is publicized, um, but we really try to let them in into the company because without them, we're really nothing. Um, and we've really noticed that in content and social media and live streaming, especially, especially the rise on Facebook, which it seems like they're about to become the, the big powerhouse of, of the space, even over um, Periscope and, and others. Um, it has just allowed us to open that door into our audience that has never been able to be done before. It is instantaneous response, instantaneous. Um, that's good. That's bad. And and from Scott's culture fit and ours as well, it just, it made sense. And, um, yeah, we are definitely going to continue to implement that. And I really think all brands should, um, I think these podcasts are, are a subset of allowing people to really in, interact and engage with, with us on a different level. If you guys agree. Totally. And, uh, I've noticed that with all the platforms you guys are branching out onto like how are you balancing all of your channels with what seems like kind of a small team and uh what's your strategy there for making sure that the content content is unique and fits your platforms you know gary vaynerchuk who's a big social media name right now uh, he is really he's a really big hand in in how social media has has kind of evolved and he's really leading the path so you know, one thing we do is is really follow a lot of social media experts and a lot of voices. You know, there's a lot of great ideas in the office, but there's a lot of people outside the office that have just as many great ideas. And one of those ideas we kind of have really followed up on is is getting to all the platforms um, while they're young, while they're hot. You know, one thing we ran into was with Snapchat. Scott's brand new on Snapchat. You can follow him at pocket.man. Um, we're setting up the company's Snapchat um, kind of as we speak. We're, we're in a little bit of a battle to get our, our Scotty Best handled. Yeah, I it, saw that. Right? So that's that's the kind of stuff you're dealing with. Um, when you get onto a new platform, maybe someone's beat you to it. Maybe someone's squatting on a handle. And, and those are things that companies um, are going to continue to battle as new platforms kind of evolve and, and start to run their gamut. Um, 
But being a small team, I think there is nine. Luke will make 10 when he gets to the office. Um, Luke is our PR director. Um, he's with us here, but he's about to join us in office um, full time starting next week. But cool. And so we're a super small team. And we just really focus on, you know, our number one motto is getting shit done. Um, you know, I've been blessed to have a great team around me, uh, a great set of people and a great set of minds. And we tackle content and tackle platforms as they come through. Um, we spend, I spend each day, I'm kind of doing it all for both the company and for Scott um, with help from Luke on, on what's some great best practices. Um, but we tackle each platform kind of differently. Um, but they're all kind of in the same. And I guess that's, that's a perk of, of being able to, for me to handle both the company and Scott's page all in one is that you get that consistency, but it does take a lot of work to manage with a team. I mean, basically I, I am the entire social media, um, with some help again from Luke and whatnot, but mm-hmm. it's just a system of habit, you know, metrics play a big part of that. As soon as you can follow metrics back, you become a lot more efficient in what you can do within five minutes, within an hour. Um, Scotty Vest culture really propels again, that getting shit done mentality. So we are constantly coming back on how to be more efficient and that efficiency plays into being able to manage six platforms um, in any single given day. Once you understand your audience, what the content looks like, what your brand slogans are looking like, what your logo, how it's placed, all of that larger marketing idea, um, you really can become efficient across each platform. And and I think you guys discover as well is, is as you continue on through any kind of content across any kind of social media, things just start to click. Oh, this is how this is going to work. Oh, this is how we'll respond to this. This is what they're going to say when we say this. Um, and that's all back into that, just being a better efficient machine um, for your brand, for your people, for your audience. Um, have you guys noticed that across any of your social endeavors? Well, Kevin, it's interesting that you mention it because one thing that we see a lot, especially as we've we've dealt with small brands, startups, all the way up to some very large ones, the question of time. As you say, you have a culture of getting shit done, which is wonderful, but you still have to selectively and strategically pick which platforms you're going to engage on because there's only so many hours in a day. Absolutely. So, yes, we've seen it, but it's also you have to have sort of a, a very clear content and community strategy because you can't do everything and you can't do everything well. So you may be able to do everything, but something's going to suffer. If YouTube's your, your primary focus or Instagram or Snapchat, chances are Facebook or something else is going to have to suffer a bit until you can get it done, unless you're graced with a huge team that can manage each individual platform. So I guess a follow-up to your statement is how do you guys manage? Are you using tools to publish multiple platforms or are you doing custom content creation per platform at the moment? So at the moment we do, we do a mixture. We currently use Buffer, um, almost specifically for Twitter. Um, and that's because Twitter doesn't have anything really going on on their native platform. And, and when we start speaking about native, we're talking about using content properly per platform and you, and carving that content out properly per platform that goes into voice that goes into hashtag use does the platform use hashtags does it not use hashtags for example facebook versus linkedin facebook is kind of drawing away 
um, from hashtag use. I've been reading a lot about how if you actually use hashtags in Facebook posts, how it actually limits the reach of the post. Um, but we do use a tool, like I said, Buffer for, for Twitter, just because they don't really ping you or they don't ding you on that, on posting on a third party app where Facebook does. Facebook starts to really reward companies and brands and business pages as you use Facebook's platform. But again, I'm going to use that word natively, which just means, hey, if you're about to, if you've uploaded a video to YouTube, well, then download that video onto YouTube onto your own computer and re-upload it onto the Facebook platform. Don't link through. Some people are into this big idea of cross-promotion, which is, yes, a big factor in strategy, but it's about using the platforms that they have built. They want people using their tools, their systems that they've spent countless of hundreds of hours creating um, to make the best reach. So for some platforms, again, like Facebook, Instagram, which are pretty integrated at this point, especially as Instagram is has a, is adapting their um, their algorithm to be it's kind of turning into a pay to play platform, which is totally fine. We've had years of 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 organic Instagram reach where you can build a huge brand, but they're starting to get into the Facebook since Facebook does own them. Um, but LinkedIn, we still create natively. And, and I think a big part of of using third party apps like Buffer is those are really good when you're scheduling promotional posts or, you know, you have a sale coming up in two weeks. Well, you know what that content is going to look like. But a really big part of connecting with the people that are on social media now is creating content that is boosting their life's value as it is right now. For example, Prince just passed away. You know, you couldn't have scheduled that content two weeks ago. It just doesn't work like that. But when you start to get into the rhythm of of going onto Facebook and posting a post natively as we are on that platform, as it's happening right now, Facebook says, whoa, everybody's talking about Prince's death. Let's start serving that content across the board to everybody. So there's good cons and there's and there's bad things about about scheduling content. But um, we do actually spend a lot of time creating that content per platform which does take amount of time, but it makes for quality content, which we're big advocates of quality over quantity. Makes sense. And uh, it sounds like you guys are really data-driven too. Like, do you do a lot of uh, testing in your normal posting? Yeah, absolutely. A-B testing is really big. We're actually getting more into it. Um, I think of as I become more integrated into the company now, um, we, we, we get further and further into this A-B testing style, but that's really important for brands to do. It could be as simple as, as a color choice um, coming out with the same graphic with a different color palette um, and coming back and watching that post unfold to your audience. How are they interacting with it? What are they doing? Are they clicking it? Are they loving it? Are they smiling? Or, you know, Facebook has all the new, all the new features um, and watching that metrics come in, watching that data come in and adjusting. But the biggest thing is, is something like, you know, Scott is a big, our company is, you know, again, that get shit done mentality. So sometimes we find ourselves running um, faster than we are, um, watching metrics come in, and and we've really slowed down our our habit of of letting something roll for two weeks, letting it roll for a month. Let's give it some time to show what it can do. And brands really need to be to be aware that things take time to unfold 
things take times for the audience to get used to, to engage with, and, and to get into the cadence. Um, currently, we're doing something with Scott called Scott TV, funny enough, which was, was a baby of his. Um, and Scott, every day, Monday through Thursday, gets on live, Facebook's live stream um, at 5 o'clock p.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, and is e- there every day consistently live streaming. And that gets into the cadence. Now in a month, we'll come back and say, how was that? Did it work? Do we need to change the time? Do we need to change the copy, what we're talking about? But it's about getting in a cadence of so that when people log on, they know that you're going to be there. It's just like having a buddy. Are you going to be there? Are you not going to be there? And when companies start to come into into bad cadences, you kind of let your audience down a little bit. And, and we've really capitalized on setting cadences for our content so that our audience knows where we're at, where we're going to be at and when we're there. Yeah. Consistency is really important. Absolutely. Um, and talking about some of the live streaming that you guys have done too, I've noticed that Scott seems like he's really involved in a lot of the content. And you mentioned that he did a lot of the work before you came on very recently. I've noticed that uh, he's even getting involved in a bit of customer support stuff on social. Was he always uh, like so engaged or uh, did you guys have to struggle any to kind of get him on board with the direct, the new direction that things are going? Scott's huge on customer service. Uh, you know, we constantly get to talk of, you know, serving our customers first. I mean, again, without them, we're nothing. Um, so when Scott first started back in the day, uh, we're, we've been around for 16 years now, you know, he, he was there every single day engaging through and social media has really allowed him an easier way to engage with our customers. Um, and again, I, I manage both Scotty Vest page and I'm a conduit for Scott. Scott, we have a lot going on right now. We're, we're, um, redoing our website, which is about to be beautiful. It's totally interactive, very clean. It's super nice. Um, and we got a lot of other things going on as well. So we wanted to alleviate some of Scott's time, um, by having me manage some of his social media, that does not mean that Scott's not present. If you ever log on to Scott's Facebook or again, he's on Snapchat now or Twitter. I mean, he is 100% present in responses and in live streams. I mean, he, he live streams everything about his life, which is amazing to see, uh, people feel connected with him, but that's where he is now serving audiences. Um, sometimes he'll hop on and, and say, Hey, thanks so much for the business. And, you know, I love this picture, which is where do you ever get that from a CEO of a, a right. million dollar company? I mean, that's what makes us, you know, super unique across the content game, but some things have been battles. Um, it was a little bit of a, of a push to get him on Snapchat. Now he's on there making 15 minute snaps a day. I mean, and if you know Snapchat, it only goes in 10, 10 second segments. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is extremely active. And now he's using, again, those conduits and those styles of this live stream to really engage. If, if you ever go on again on his page, he is at the end of every video. He says, how do I do? What am I doing wrong? And and or how can I do this better? And as soon as he's off, if anybody's commented or liked or done anything, he's right back in it. So we're just super blessed to have such an engaged CEO. Um, but yeah, he is very big on engaging with our audience. It is, uh, you know, we're big advocates. The people buy things from people, not from brands. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scott, you know, Scotty Vest, we've really been lucky to have a face and he is such an influence for the company. Um, 
And that's really where he sticks. And we, we directly carry that over onto our social media on the set business page. Yeah, I love how genuine he comes across in the videos. Like none of it seems scripted or like he's being made to do it. I'm sure you've seen uh, situations where CEOs try to get involved in social media, but they don't really understand it and they're not really behind it. They're just doing it because the comms director told them they should or something. Yeah, he he is. He pushes that all himself. I mean, sometimes we have to get on his back like, hey. Hey, slow down, Scott. Let, <laughs> let your people, let your audience and people really suck in what you've what you've put out there for them. Um, he loves it. I mean, he loves being in front of that camera. It is so awesome. I mean, it's a, for first off for employees, it's awesome to be like, I wonder what Scott's doing today. What I wonder what he had to say about that meeting. As soon as we're done with the meeting, you can log onto his Facebook and he's got a comment on there. So, on a on a company side, it's amazing. But um, for the customers and his audience. <laughs> That we get comments all the time. I feel like I know a CEO of a company and, and that's a really special experience and, and not a lot of brands take that stance. You're right. Some CEOs really feel like it's, it's a duty and a job, um, which is, you know, I never advocate that kind of mindset because you have a very clear opportunity that has never existed before in retail or any other business to connect like we can right now with your audience and, you get direct feedback and you can't beat that. It's really interesting, especially when we're talking about sort of cutting edge technology, Gavin, because Snapchat is one of the, I would say, latest platforms that really has a divide between age groups. Like Facebook kind of did at the start. It was college kids, but it really wasn't a generational gap, right? Nowadays, if you're a teen and you're not on Snapchat, there's like you are completely at odds with the rest of the population. But there's very few older people on it. Hell, older people over than 30. So how did you, I mean, what was the discussion with Scott to convince him that Snapchat was a great location for him to participate? Like how did, how did that work out for you guys? What, how did that work? Well, for, well, first, you know, the, the age demographic across Snape, across Snapchat, Snapchat is, is becoming more diverse. You know, every platform as they start off, acquires that young audience. Why? Because it's, it starts to trend, you know, we're constantly on our cell phones. I'm only 23. So I'm a, I'm a middle-aged, um, millennial. Um, so we are constantly connected to cell phones, which is why those new platforms kind of engage with such a young audience at first. But if you really start to dig down across some professionals and across some of the best professionals and, and celebrities and athletes, they're all on Snapchat. I mean, it is, it's about, it's booming. It is, there's so much information that you can get from some of the professionals on Snapchat. I mean, you can, you can create an entire, uh, a, a business worth of knowledge just via Snapchat. People have sessions and they've got learning styles and they're teaching you how to do tips and this and that. And so, you know, on that basis alone, Scott kind of really understood that it instantly connected with him. Once we showed him, Hey Scott, some of your most amazing peers and your most valued peers are right here on Snapchat. Well, that was kind of the first boost. And then the second boost was, you know, we're, we're always trying to reach a new audience. Snapchat obviously has some, some pull behind it at this point. Um, it is being used every single day by millions of users, um, especially on the monthly side. So just that conversation backed by his peers are on there was, was a big thing that this is a new way to reach not just a younger audience, but to, uh, but to reach just a new audience in general. Um, 
and that's always really fun to kind of go with uh, across any brand. Anytime you can kind of reinvent yourself or use a new style or use a new way to, to kind of promote your business, you should always jump on it. Give it six months. See if it fails. If it does, well, hey, you gave it a try. Um, but we're always advocating, you know, Blab is a new platform out there. It's a live streaming. We're trying to figure out a way to implement that. Um, so we're, we're always looking at new platforms. Um, but Snapchat, it's a new beast. I mean, the possibilities are endless. You want to see a really great guy, check out Scott, super entertaining. Um, but other guys like Joel Com, C-O-M-M, he has an amazing storytelling capability on Snapchat. It is, he had a really great segment called Where's Joel the other week. Um, and the amount of time it took to make that Snapchat was amazing. Um, the thought behind it, the artistic value, the the creativity, it was just it wasn't a fight at the end of the day. It was Scott, let's get you on Snapchat. First off, it's going to keep you under 10 seconds. Um, he does love to get on that live stream on Facebook and, and really go on. Um, but Snapchat is a way, you know, like Scott, Scott said, and I never thought of it like this. It is the real way that humans communicate. You know, we don't remember everything people say. And that's, what's really great about Snapchat is that you know, after 10 seconds or after you watch it, it's gone. Um, and that's the way we we intake information. We're not always meant to remember every single thing people say in an archival fashion. So it just really plays well to the human nature of how we communicate. And, and Scott, I mean, he is really doing an awesome job for only being on there for three weeks. He's He's been covered by a couple features of, of really entertaining people to watch. He just had a great snapvice.co interview um, with Shy, and it wasn't a battle after he started to figure out, which he really taught himself how to use it um, just by watching other people, which I suggest anybody follow him, pocket.man. He is 100% entertainment. Yeah, I was watching some of his uh, Snapchat videos earlier today, actually. They are pretty funny. Yeah, he's he's, and we're, we're going to start doing great promo deals and you know, really engaging it, letting people – um, find some value beyond just Scott's entertainment. You know, we're going to do exclusive deals and that's what brands should be getting into. How do you really take a, a platform that is new um, to maybe an older demographic and, and make an ROI out of it? Um, mm-hmm. It's it's endless at this point, the, the creativity behind that platform. There are no rules um, other than the time, the timestamps on what you're allowed. But other than that, it is, it's, it's a wide open prairie for, for anybody to figure out how to make an awesome ROI. Absolutely. I also noticed switching gears here for a moment that you guys have a really strong group of advocates like uh, Steve Wozniak and Peter Shankman, uh, Robert Scoble. Did Scotty Vests like set out to to get these guys together or did this just kind of happen naturally over time? Scott is obviously a very bright character. So his personality really invites a lot of people in. Um, but a lot of those influencers, Steve and Peter, they're on our board of advisors, Guy Kawasaki. Um, so Scott has really reined them in to be a, a, a big part of who we are and great minds to bounce off of. But if you really start to look at Scott, Scott was a former lawyer, wasn't enjoying it, started, you know, really carving out his dream of, hey, I, I, I need things on me all the time, which is how kind of Scotty Vest was created. It's a longer story than that. But if you really look at what that was, was a was a true entrepreneurial moment of saying, I'm really unhappy right now. What am I going to do to better myself? Steve, Guy, Peter, Robert Scoble, they all did the exact same thing. They all connect with Scott on that. I'm making my dreams come true for me um, mentality. 
And so on that level, it was really attractive, probably for a lot of people. But, you know, with Luke's help now, um, who's about, again, is about to start full time with us, we are really going to start ramping up this influencer engagement strategy. We, we engage with people all across the board, but you know, for brands to have influencers and people amplifying their brand and advocating their brand and advocating their their philosophy of what they do is really huge. So sometimes it is natural. Sometimes we get influencers say, "Hey, I, I just want to let you know I, I own five of your products. I use them." Like Steve Wozniak, he wears Scotty vest every single day. Um, he just find he's he's big promoter of a very practical, useful, um, everyday kind of products that make your life better on the daily. Um, and sometimes we have to outreach just like any, any brand should be. Um, Luke, um, has a big, big plan in store for, for bringing in more influencers. And we're really, really excited about that for who we're about to capture. Um, because there are a lot of Scotty Vest fans out there that do a lot of very important things in the world. Um, but having an influencer plan and being able to engage with them on a human level, um, Everybody wants their brand spread. And if you can help someone spread their brand, they'll want to help spread yours. It's a give love, get love kind of system. And, and once you embrace that, it again, it also helps to have Scott. You're really on a great path uh, to help amplify your brand across however many channels those influencers have a touch on. But again, to reiterate, Scott's personality is, is a huge driver for influencers. He's, he's very, very friendly and extremely um, capable to bring all those voices into the same room and, and make a positive impact. Yeah, I really love that. I actually uh, got introduced to digital marketing by being a brand advocate years ago. Oh, right and on. yeah, and so it's really cool to see the strategy still you know, evolving and going strong so many years later. It's a, something that a lot of brands overlook. You know, one thing... I, I, again, I chased Scotty Vest for, for over a year. I, I graduated from CU Boulder in 2014. They were the first job I applied for. I applied for them another five times and got denied. And then I sent Scott an email. I said, hey, Scott, you know, I'll shine your rims. I'll, I'll salt the sidewalks. Um, and from, <laughs> from that email, hey, that's a go-getter mentality. That's that's what, right. we, that's what we really go for here. But uh, he invited me to CES in January. Um, and one of the first things he ever said to me was, is because he was just meeting me for the first time, even though I, I had had a couple conversations with him over over Skype and, and other things. Um, he said, as soon as you meet someone new, instantly begin to think about how you can connect them to the people that you know. Give that person instant value in your life and other people's lives. And on a, and on a brand advocacy level, on an influencer level, that's all what we're just trying to do. We're just trying to, to spread our brand and connect like minds and maybe different minds to create a new conversation together. And so that mentality has really stuck with me. It's one of my favorite quotes he, he ever gave me. Awesome. If you had to attribute Scotty Vest's content marketing success so far to three things, what do you think they would be? Well, first of all, 100% crowdsourcing for ideas and, and getting that feedback. I mean, it it's so easy nowadays. It's as, it's as easy as making a post that says, Hey, how do you like this video? Hey, how do you like this font? Hey, how are you digging this style or this, or this font or whatever you're trying to figure out? You guys do a great job with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a big part of our strategy and, and we get more engagement on our crowdsourcing than really any of our other content, because what we've noticed is that people love to have a say in the brands that they are dealing with. Um, 
they, they just love it. They, it's and who doesn't? I know if if one of my favorite, I'm a big fly fisherman. If one of my favorite fly fishing companies, which they really don't do that much, came out to me and said, "Hey, we'd love your opinion on this," you would jump on the boat in a second because it makes you feel valued as a customer and as a, as a brand. We're getting a lot of great feedback. So that crowdsourcing idea, which is as easy as ever with all the platforms that exist now to reach millions and millions of people. 100% the first thing that I'll ever say um, is is a big contribution. The second is is using our press to our advantage. Um, and you you touched on this on in the original article that you wrote about us um, in the deep dive. Um, and Luke is again gonna gonna really help us propel our, our PR. Um, but using those those PR mentions to just no one likes anybody bragging, but those are really great bragging points. Hey, we got covered in USA Today. Hey, um, we were mentioned in New York Times or or Inc. Magazine, which which we've had in the in the recent weeks. And you know, people just like to to have a verified voice that's saying this product is really great. And we've been really lucky to have a really strong PR campaign. Again, that's going to be revamped by Luke and and really be. Um, amplified by Luke, so that's another really great asset to some of our content that gives um, that gives an advantage to to our audience. Um, and then that third point is measuring back. Always, um, you always measure back on how your content is doing, um, who's engaged with it, how many likes did it get, how many comments. Um, and crowdsourcing goes into this. Once you measure back, you say, hey. Did you like this or why this turn out this way? But at the end of every week, I go through every single one of our platforms, including Scott's, all of his social media. And I say, this, this is what worked and this is what didn't work. And then the next week we come back and adjust. Um, and if, if any brand is not taking advantage of, of all the metrics that are now just naturally um, implemented into, into platforms and, and that are free to use, and there's a lot of great third-party apps that you can pay for um, to get some really great analytics and measurements. Um, you're just missing a big boat on how to make your content game even better. Right. Sounds like that you guys actually care about the crowdsourcing too. Like I know a lot of people kind of go through the motions with that. Like I've heard tips like, you know, don't, don't offer an answer that you don't want to hear uh, or something like that in order to kind of guide the opinion of the audience. But it sounds like you guys are looking for genuine feedback. Uh, 100%. I mean, we, we really care about what people say. Um, every single one of our products that we release, we'll release it. We take in a thousand, 2000, 5,000, um, feedback comments or emails from people and they instantly go to our production team. Um, and that's how a lot of our products go under redesign or, or get better. Right. But, yeah, it's, it's a really great process, but we just had a meeting. Um, I think that was yesterday on, on Scott's, um, upcoming potential documentary. We're not sure what we're going to do with it at this point, but, and you can catch us on his, he live streamed it, um, the whole documentary or the first 20 minutes of it in the meeting. Um, you know, he spent hundreds of hours on, on that documentary already with, um, with Sean Strimple, our, our, our production guy. Um, and we, we're not sure where to go with it. We're going to leave it up to Facebook and Twitter and, and LinkedIn to give us our opinion. Do we release it? Do we not release it? Um, actually, me and Luke are working on a plan right now on, on what's the best way to crowdsource. And, and we almost leave – we're going to leave that entire process up to them. Is this good? Is this not good? Yes, we've spent hundreds of hours and countless dollars to produce it and, and to make it good. But ultimately – you guys are going to give us the best say we're too close to the project and any brand that has the power to, to be able to crowdsource like that should be taken advantage of it. And, uh, we really value what those people say because they're the people that, that are by our side and buying our products and 
the whole nine yards. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it, it's it's it should be a part of anybody's strategy. I'll, I'll advocate for sure. Awesome. Where can we find Scotty Vest on social media? Um, you can t- follow us on Facebook backslash Scotty Vest. We're on Instagram backslash you know just add us at Scotty Vest. Um, Scott is now on Snapchat Pocket Dot Man. Adam, we're going to do special promotions, all this new cool stuff. It's a really great way to see behind the scenes of a CEO of a $65 million company. A very rare chance. Um, We'll do special promos on that as well. We're on LinkedIn, um, Twitter, at Scotty Vest. If you want to talk to Scott at Scotty Vest or Scotty Vest CEO, we're there. Talk to us. We'll engage back. Scott will say hello. We intake. We take your feedback. The whole nine yards. Uh, we appreciate your guys's input one hundred percent. We hope to see more of it. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate your time and coming here on the podcast to talk with us. Yeah, it's yeah. been great. You guys yeah. have done a hell of a job. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Fresh Thoughts podcast from Thought Labs. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you consume your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Thought Labs. And thanks for listening.